Hi, I'm Pramita. And my name is Sana, and welcome to the first episode of the Beyond the Basin podcast. To start, we wanted to introduce the reason we started this podcast. Yeah, so we wanted to initially create a podcast to just have a platform that will let us connect to other teenagers and other people in our communities and groups. We know that from personal experience, it can often feel like you're alone in having all these experiences and feelings. And so we want to just let you know that there's other people out there who feel the same way. Especially as a teenager, just with small things like schoolwork, mental health, um, extracurriculars, just things going on in your social life, everything like that. Yeah, so through Beyond the Basement, we want to have create kind of a community in which we can all feel free to share whatever thoughts are on our minds yeah and we are filming this or we are recording this in my basement so we thought beyond the basement is just a fun way to explore a lot of topics that we're talking about here in a safe space for our very first episode we wanted to start off with just talking about some childhood experiences that kind of built up our characters yeah, I think a lot of the things that happened to us in our childhood has really shaped who we are today, especially in terms of our personality. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cover all these kind of topics, like mortifying, <laughs> out there stories. Yeah, so to start off, I think that something that a lot of people have trauma with is just like school-related trauma, like school friends classes like anything of that sort do you have anything there um I really do so this is going like all the way back to primary school but I remember when I was in around grade one or grade two like around the end of grade one I just recently came to Canada and it was in this school and I was the only Persian girl in my class so I couldn't really understand anything and sometimes I would just like be completely lost in class So my teacher paired me up with the only other Persian girl in class, and she made her kind of be my guide, but the thing is that the girl did not want to be my guide. Like, she went out of her way to avoid me. (laughs) That's so mean. I know, and I felt, like, very embarrassed to have to be paired up with her all the time. So I was trying to tell the teacher, I was trying to communicate that I didn't need a guide, but I obviously couldn't. (laughs) And I was kind of stuck with her, and she was stuck with me for a pretty long time so it was not a very good experience to have to go through that and even as somebody who couldn't understand English that well I could tell she didn't want to be friends with me that's so mean I can't believe someone would do that I mean it's primary school so I think you can't expect a lot from children back then yeah that's fair have you had any similar stories um, mine is not, like, super school-related, but it involved going to school. Mm-hmm. Because there was a girl on my bus when I was going to school named Megan. I was a people-pleaser, and Megan would, like, do annoying things, and she that I wouldn't stand up against her, you know? So mm-hmm. this one time, she had this, like, clay rock, and we were on the bus, and she was rubbing it all over everything and staining everything. And then when we were getting off the bus the bus driver noticed and asked who did it. And because I was starting to secretly dislike Megan and that was like building up in me, I like yelled at her and like pointed at her and was like, oh, Megan did it. And then she pointed and accused me of doing it. And then the bus driver the next day, he like for some reason believed Megan over me and then yelled at me for like 10 minutes about how I need to respect the bus rules or whatever. And Megan got off scot-free. That's so horrible. Do you know like why he believed Megan over you? I don't know. I think it's because I was, I was like yelling, like I yelled at him that like she was the culprit. So I feel like that made me seem like I was trying to frame her or something. Or like she was, yeah, that was like my intention. That makes sense. If I saw this happening, I would probably not believe you. No offense. Like if I didn't know you, if I was just a random stranger and you started like framing this random girl. No, but literally there was a boy who was sitting next to us and he vouched for me and he was like, um, no, it wasn't her. It was Megan. And the bus driver still didn't believe me. So I feel like there's something going on there that like he just didn't like me or something. Oh my gosh. Did you like have the same bus driver for the whole year? Um, he was our bus driver for a couple of months. Hmm. That's kind of strange because I remember when I was in middle school and like primary school, 
our bus stranger, uh, bus driver, they changed every, like, two weeks or so. We never had a consistent one. Really? Yeah. Maybe it was, like, our, a school problem, but we just couldn't manage to find a permanent one. Oh, that's so interesting. I haven't heard of that before. My sister is having the same thing. Like, every single few weeks or so, she has a new bus driver. Oh. Yeah. I'm very sorry that that horrible, like, Megan made you go through that. <laughs> it's okay. It was back in grade four, so I think I've, I've mostly gotten over it now. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else that you would say, like, has shaped you as a person? Um, I guess since we're on the topic of grade four, I do remember having a very bad experience in the like in that one year so I just transitioned from one school to another in that year and I was in a completely new school where I didn't really know anyone and I remember I used to be like very desperate to find friends because I didn't want to have to spend the whole year alone and so there were these like popular girls I guess you would say in grade four and I always wanted to like be included with them so I kind of like introduced myself a lot to them and I tried to be friends with them but it was kind of clear that they didn't want to be friends with me. And so whenever we played those, like, those pretty standard games, like tag or whatever, they always made me be the person who has to, like, chase them around. Aww. And then once we had this, like, birthday party where one of them invited me, and then I was, like, completely left out for the whole birthday party. I was just, like, following them, kind of, and not really participating in anything. So it was really horrible. That sounds so bad. Were you, did they, like, did they invite you to these things? Or did you kind of have to, like, push yourself, push yourself into those situations? Um, I can't remember that well. But in the first few months, I would have to, like, push myself into playing. At the time, though, like, we did a lot of whole class games. So I guess that kind of helped me get closer to them. But then soon they started inviting me to things and just excluding me, which wasn't really better. I hope that you left them and found better friends. Um, I I wish I could say that. I, like, purposefully left them, but I just changed schools after that. Well, then it all worked out, right? It did. It did all work out, so I'm glad I don't have to see them anymore. I think that concludes our school-related stories, unless there's anything you want to add. I don't think I have anything else. Mm-hmm. I think that... Another thing that is, at least for me, like, a big source of trauma is just, like, like bullying and, like, just a lot of passive-aggressive bullying in my, in my experience. And I think you mentioned having something similar as well. I did, yeah. This is mostly middle school, I think. But before, not in high school currently, but before that, it was not that great. I had some really fake friends. Are those the same grade four friends who are so mean and nasty? (laughs) No, these are different friends, so it's kind of bad. But, yeah, I think we just didn't get along very well. We had all these fights, and since I'm more of an introvert and they were very extroverted, their opinions always dominated mine. I'm pretty introverted as well, which is why I would get, like, I would get, like, teased for being quiet, and people would be like, oh, do you even talk? And I'd be like, yeah, I do. (laughs) Like, who said, well, I guess you're a kid, but still, it, it hurt. Um, mine was not that bad. I feel very sorry that people actually ask that. Um, I guess some people are just, like, when you're younger, you don't understand, you know, like, things you shouldn't, shouldn't say. That, that's fair. So, you know how in school, they'll, a lot of the, not a lot of the time, but sometimes what teachers do is that they take, you know, the quiet, well-behaved girl, and they're like, you know what, let me, let me like seat her next to these rowdy boys and she can calm them down and be a good influence i think we talked about this once and how (laughs) that has happened to both of us yes i don't know why teachers think that's a good solution because they just make you do all the work and you really don't have a positive influence it's just you're there doing the work yes the boys that i was at next to they kind of i was a people pleaser so it's kind of my fault but also like they relied on me to do everything, and it was very shaping because I would do all the work for them, and I'd be like, wow, thank you so much, we're friends, but we obviously weren't. <laughs> that was very not nice to hear. That, like, we're friends, but you obviously weren't. I can relate to that a lot. I feel like 
they just manipulate you into doing the work, and then they completely, like, leave you off by yourself. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you have any specific instances of that? Um, in grade 8, I was seated between these two really loud boys who were friends, and they were on either side of me, and then whenever there was a lesson and they wanted to talk to each other, they would just both lean forward and kind of talk around me and it was very annoying because I couldn't pay attention because they would be making faces and like asking me to pass notes and stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah wow I would not have liked to be in that situation do you have any specific instances um I do remember this one time I was not exactly sitting next to but the teachers chose me to be in their group and then it was with these two guys. One of them was like, um, like very loud. He never did the work and he never participated in class. The other one was really smart, but he was also like really disruptive in class. So, wow, what a great pairing <laughs> they made. And so I was just placed in the group and I ended up doing all the work for them. And then they were like, wow, thank you. You're such a great person. And then they just completely left. That's so bad. I hope that you got, like, moved or something soon after. I did not. It was kind of like that for the whole year. Oh, God. It's those same boys who also, like, when you're in elementary school, in gym, if you don't do incredible in every single second of whatever sport, they get so mad and start, like, slapping the walls out of anger. (laughs) Yes, it was exactly the same boys. Except it was, like, a much larger population over there Mm. they were just like two people in a whole community of gym boys who did that (laughs) i i annoyed at this because i wasn't even that bad at gym i just wasn't as good as like the most athletic people in the class and Mm -hmm. they took that like offensively whenever we played volleyball or whatever and you don't hit the ball every single time i agree i was actually pretty good at running when i was young Mm. so Oh my gosh, me and that, like, smart boy, we would have these races, and then his friends would, like, say all these horrible things to me. (gasps) Oh no! Yes, but he was really fast, though. So, like, obviously, like, good for him for being a fast and good runner, but it was very, like, humiliating to have to listen to all those horrible comments shaming me in my running. That's so horrible! Did you, did you beat him? Um, I remember I beat him once, but he usually beat me. Oh, well, okay, what about, we kind of talked about this earlier, right? But, like, being being quiet. Is there any trauma from being, like, a quiet, introverted person for you? Um, I feel like since I was a pretty pie kid, I made most of my friendships online. I don't know if that's the same for you. So, I wouldn't have the courage to really start talking with my friends in person. But I would usually text them. Or that's how I would start off all of my friendships. I would just, like, say hi or like I would transition into it somehow Mm. so I think I relied a lot on texting as a form of communication at the time how about you um kind of I didn't really I didn't become social enough to interact with people like that much until high school so and then by then you would see these people like every day so even though there was a lot of texting I tried to be more I guess like social in person as well Mm mm-hmm I was kind of lucky because I had, um, so all the grade one friends I had, they moved to this one school, and soon I joined them too, and that's why I had, like, these friends from the start. Oh, that's really Yeah, like, it was a large group, so I was happy I didn't have to do that all the time. Like, I didn't have to be that social, but I already had friends. Are you still friends with them? I am, actually. We have, like, I have a lot of friends that I have from middle school. How about you? Do you have, like, any permanent, long-standing friends? No, I moved around a lot, so I don't think I have any. I have one girl from grade 8, but that's it. I don't think I talked to, I don't think I talked to anyone else from, from, like, the past. Mm. Do you wish you did? Because I feel like I always wanted these long friendships. Well, I mean, this is kind of funny, but three of the schools I've been to, people from those three schools go to our current school. So I see, I do interact with some of these people, but at the same time, I didn't, I was really shy, so I didn't have that many friends to keep up with, right? So Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could regret it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. I just, I think growing up, I had this vision of what friendship looked like, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to have that in real life too. And did you? Um, 
Not exactly. I feel like every friendship I have, it's completely different from the next one. So there's a large range, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. We met in grade nine, but we didn't know each other that well, right? No, we did not. And I feel like I can speak for the both of us when I say <laughs> we kind of didn't like each other. Like, not exactly in that, oh, I hate you way, but just we both thought we disliked each other. Yeah, because I thought you didn't like me, and you thought I didn't like you, right? Yeah, I think that's really common these days. Most people I see, I had this fear that they dislike me, so I tend to not talk to them. Same, except I try to talk to them more, and then I feel bad because I assume that they don't like me, so it's like a cycle. That is very relatable to how I feel with most of my, like, talking stages of people. Um, okay, speaking of grade 9... I, do we have grade 9 trauma? It was only two years ago, but I feel like there is stuff there, right? Um, honestly, I feel like now that we're in grade 11, I tend to romanticize grade 9 a lot. It was a really nice time. Same. <laughs> Just like, it's very stress-free and careless, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It was actually really nice, because you went into a new school, and then you met all these new people, and it seemed very nice at the time. Yeah. I... I remember in grade 9, just... I don't know if this counts as, as like, as, like, trauma, but, because we're in IB, right? For whatever reason, all my friends were not in IB. Like, I would just have a bunch of friends who were in IB, which is not a bad thing, but it meant that I didn't... Because with the first semester, I didn't have any IB courses, so I made all my friends who were non-IB. And then in second semester, I had only IB courses. So I didn't know anyone in any of my classes. And I didn't have any IB friends. And that was kind of bad because I I didn't even have anything in common with my non-IB friends. Because we were so different from each other. But I also didn't have any IB friends because I didn't, I didn't have any classes. Which was very, very bad. I, I'm very sorry for that. I think I had the opposite experience. Most of my classes, they were just all IB. Oh, by the way, IB, for some people who don't know, it's kind of like AP, where it's just, like, these higher advanced courses, but you take them earlier. Like, for example, we're doing all grade 12 math right now, grade 11. Yeah, it's it's a certainly interesting journey. It really is. I wanted to circle back to something, Mm -hmm. because I remember you mentioning that, um, like, the other day, you had this experience with these, like, two, like, boys in your class or something that ended up turning out badly? Um, yes. So, (laughs) to provide some context, I think it was grade 7 or 8. No, it was grade 7. And we were in our math class, I'm pretty sure. Math or science. We had the same teacher. But our teacher thought it was a great idea to separate people into groups based on their grade levels (gasps) and intellect. So what ended up happening was there was, like, a very smart kid table where you could obviously tell, like, they all belong there. And then there was, like, this horrible, horrible table where it was, like, all the slackers. And then there was a middle table where I was placed with one of my friends. She was also there. And then the two boys were also there. And those two boys were, like, very rowdy in class and just never paid attention, so I was kind of horrified and shocked that I was being placed in that section, because, like, I was a very stressed middle schooler. I was always worrying about school, so I was, like, thinking in my head, how could I have ended up here? That is such a strange way for a teacher to sit, to see people. Like, your, your teacher actually told you guys that he, he, he or she was, like, doing it by grade? Yeah, she said that. She was like, oh, by the way, class, we're going to, I'm going to separate you into these groups based on people who are around the same level of learning and, like, in the same grade level range as you. And so she said that, she said that a few days before, and then she set up these groups. I mean, I can, I can see why she would do that, but I don't understand why she would say that to you guys so directly. I feel like it would have been obvious if she hadn't said it already, Mm. but I don't think the system works at all, because if you place, like, all the people who have these low grades, and you're announcing that to the class, I don't- how is that supposed to help? 
yeah, for me in grade four, this one time, we, for whatever reason, I'm not sure why, my teacher, she was like, okay, class, we're going to have a book club with five or six people and out, out of the class. And I chose these people because of certain reasons. And I was one of the people called in. Oh, wow. And she calls into, like, the corner of the room or whatever, and she's like, I chose you guys because you guys have excelled so well in English, and we're going to have a book club. And I don't know why. I mean, like, I, I'm, I, I felt flattered, but, like, why why was she making us do extra work compared to, like, 20 kids in the class? I, I have a question about this book club. Was it happening while, like... What was happening with the other students? Were they just not doing anything? I don't remember. I think during, like, reading time or whatever, she would call us in because we had a book we had to read and, like, an organizer to fill out each week or something. And we'd talk about the book. I don't know if it was for marks. I don't know why. I don't know what the thought behind that was. But I was very flattered, so I will will say that. That's kind of funny. I feel like if you're excelling in a book club, you shouldn't be the ones doing the... (laughs) extra work it should be the students who kind of need more help <laughs> i my school at the time had a lot of these because this other time uh, i used to be so good at school in elementary i can't say the same now but for some reason the school had like they were like okay we, we're gonna pick a select group of students from each grade and and then each grade would have their own little like after school math course and that math course is for people who are really good at math so we're gonna teach you like advanced math for free and I, and I was I was chosen but I was, it was so hard and I couldn't do any of it and me and my mom spent like three hours working on each homework question and it was weekly and I don't understand why they did it but they never like I don't I don't understand what the what what it was for but maybe that was because I was young and I didn't understand but yeah that reminds me of something my similar like my teacher did the same one who placed me in that horrible group <sighs> she was like Oh, by the way, class, after you're done your test, I have these advanced course knowledge curriculum materials for you. And the really, the students who are really ambitious can go ahead and take these. And then she didn't even, like, give us the opportunity to get it. She just started handing it out to certain people (gasps) after they were done their test. And it was very presumptuous of her. And I felt very offended that I was not given one of those papers. (laughs) This teacher sounds like she's very discriminatory against certain like grade levels she was very intolerant towards people who were not very smart or like applying themselves in class she didn't really bother trying to teach them so it was not that great wow i can't believe that she wow i didn't know teachers actually did that i mean but isn't her job to like you know help those people who aren't applying themselves apply themselves I think she was just more concerned with teaching specific students some advanced materials, and she didn't really care about the rest. One of the reasons I really hated math when I was younger was because in, at the end of grade three, like right before school ended, my teacher had a bunch of like big stacks of just math worksheets, and she was moving classrooms, so she was giving the math worksheets away to everyone in our class. And she gave everyone a stack of like 100 math sheets. And she was like, oh, just do it over the summer if you want. I just don't want to keep these. Just take them home. And when I took them home, my parents, for some reason, they thought that, like, I had to do each single one. And I spent the entire summer, maybe it was more than 100, actually, because I spent the entire summer doing two or three pages of those math worksheets. And I think it helped me become good at math, so I'm grateful for that. But it also made me despise math because I spent my summer doing math every single day. Oh, my gosh. I I can't even imagine doing like spending my elementary school summer doing math every day. I know. I I got those, you know, the books with those specific brands that are like grade five math. Yes. Math smart, math yes. smart. That yes. was the band. And so my mom always got me those books and she was like, oh, you should go ahead and do these every single day. They build up your knowledge. I'll get you some more advanced books too. And then she kept piling these on on top of each other. And then there was also this Kumon Geometry grade, like, 6 to 8, a whole big range book. And I just never ended up solving those. Did you end up doing the other math books? No. I I was very motivated at the beginning because my mom was promising these surprises (laughs) or these, like, prizes that I I would get if I finished them. But she never ended up giving them, so I just, I gave up on the math. You know what? You, I think... (laughs) 
since you were just you were tricked a little, it's okay that you ended up not doing it. I agree. I fully agree. You did you do Kumon or was it just like a Kumon book? Um, I did do Kumon for I think one year. It was not a great year. I did it for two years, and those were not a great two years either. Do you have any specific Kumon trauma? Because I, I have a lot. Um, I don't even remember that much, but I remember it was in this busy plaza, and whenever I went, I would just, like, after class, I would get donuts. So that was a nice feeling, because my mom was always like, oh, you did a re- little reward for going. So I was very happy with that. But <laughs> during Kumon, it was a whole different story. I felt I was very anxious in class. Okay, um, I will let you get back to that, but I just want to ask, mine also got me donuts after, was it at the Tim Hortons? It was. Wait, was there also, like, a, like, like, a dessert place? Uh, what was it called? Something with a D. Maybe. I, I think there was. Wait, where did you go to Kumon exactly? I went to Kumon in grade 6 and 7. Hmm. And maybe 8. No, it was 7 and 8, I think. I think I went earlier, around four to five. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. it was just the same area, or I don't know. I'm not sure. <sighs> Why were you anxious? I just, I didn't like the feeling of being timed, because mm-hmm. they had those timers, right? And they were always like, you should be able to finish these in ten minutes. And my <laughs> times were always longer than that. Same. I, for me at least, the timing thing was because, you know how when you go to class, you have to be there until it ends? There's no, like, end time. Sometimes I would be there so long that everyone else would have left. It would just be me doing the worksheets with all the instructors, like, staring at me. Oh, no. I really don't think that's a good system. I agree. I think I kind of understand where Kumon is going, but I feel like their method isn't applicable to everyone. Mm-hmm. I do think, since I went, like, during grade four, it helped me with math a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was able to kind of get ahead in class, and I appreciate Kumon's strictness with their curriculum for that. <laughs> Same. Do you think, because you mentioned you were kind of like a stressed middle schooler, did like Kum- did like school or Kumon add into that? Um, I mean, I did Kumon before I went to middle mm-hmm. school exactly, but I think just going to these kind of classes and tutoring at a young age, that kind of just builds up these expectations. So I was always like staying up at a young age. I was staying up doing projects. One time I even like, I don't know, I drank like Coca-Cola the whole night to stay up (laughs) because I was working on a French project. A French project? It was a whole big poster we had to create of ourselves in this book that we read in French. And then it was just so stressful because it was due the next day. And I had spent the whole month working on it. It was this big project. Wow. That's dedication right there. That is dedication. I love how it's Coca-Cola. Like, that was a <laughs> precursor to us drinking caffeine to do all-nighters now. I agree. I feel like I really regret those days I stayed up late because now it's just led to a bad sleeping schedule. I think that my sleeping schedule was ruined during the pandemic, and now I just have a bad sleep schedule and I don't know how to fix it. Wait, the pandemic started at grade 7 to 8, no? So, were you a stressed middle schooler too? No. In, until grade 8, I had a really good sleep schedule. I'd go to sleep at like 9.30 and wake up at 6. And then, um, I think during the pandemic, I just liked, you know, I didn't want to sleep because I wanted to, you know, go on my phone and stuff and just read or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's pretty good, at least. You managed to have a good sleeping schedule for a long time. Well, you did too, right? Until middle school, so that's around the same time. Not really, because middle school, I don't know where you count middle school starting, but it was, I think, grade 7 for me. And so that was a young age oh. to start sleeping late. Parmita, I didn't know you were this stressed of a middle schooler. I was very stressed, because I think... I was just competing with a lot of my colleagues at the time. In grade 7? No, you don't understand. (laughs) When when you look back on it, it's... You think that... Why even bother? Because it's not counting to anything. But at the time, it was everything for me. I just wanted to be, like, on top of my class. Mm. Okay, that's fair. 
do you still feel that way right now? Like, that drive? As um, an IB student, I feel like that's kind of required now, but yeah. I agree. I think this is kind of horrible to say, but competition is kind of what, like, keeps me going. Mm. Because Same. it provides something, at least, to compare yourself and see where you are at. And it motivates you to do better. That's really not good to say. It's very toxic, but it works. I agree. I don't know if that's sustainable, though, long term. Um, I think, like, literally half of the people we know are already burnt out, me included. So I, I guess not. I agree. I feel like I've, burnt, I've been burnt out since grade 9. Oh, God. No, even in grade 9, I was stressed. Like, every single year, I have been stressed. I think I was okay in grade 9, and then grade 10 was just like like a truck, you know? Mm. It was functions, wasn't it? It was functions. I'm, I swear to God, I'm like losing hair in like stress or something. <laughs> I am too. Like, on my bed, there's just so many different... There's a lot of hair. Oh no. It's kind of worrisome. I think the true trauma is just... Uh, our inability to time to do time management. I think that's my at least for me. I just can't time I can't do time management well and that's why I'm just so like worried all the time. I agree. I think not procrastinating is just what would be helpful to me right now. But for some reason I don't start doing work until late at night. Same. Well I've heard that like some people are more productive at certain times of the day. Is it that thing or is it just procrastination? No, I'm definitely not productive at night. I'm, like, very dead inside. I don't have any motivation, so I kind of give up at that time. Mm. I definitely work best in the morning, though. Oh, that's good. No, I just never start working in the morning. <laughs> I try to become one of those morning people who wake up at 5 and then do a bunch of stuff, and it didn't work at all because I didn't have motivation to follow through. No, I really agree, especially with our sleeping schedules. It's impossible <sighs> to follow that. I remember I had this like schedule I think I told you about it before but at the start of grade nine I was a very motivated student so I had a whole sleeping schedule for my notes and then I would say all these specific things that I would need to do and it involved like waking up at 6am and oh. exercising and <laughs> eating a healthy breakfast and journaling and all of those that sounds so productive I only followed it for the first two days of grade nine <laughs> Okay, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you think that all these past traumas we've talked about so far have made you into, like, a better person, like, a stronger person? I definitely think I'm a more motivated person in terms of schoolwork. And I feel like I bring this up a lot, but, like, being placed into that, like, group with those, like, academically challenged boys... That was very eye-opening to me. <laughs> so I just, I really tried hard in middle school. And that's why I was stressed all the time. And now I guess that stress is coming on to IB. Mm. How about you? Do you think you are a better person for it? I guess so. Because, I mean, I guess for everyone, right? Their childhood experiences shape them and make them into, hopefully, better people. I think, in my case, I just became very, like... I think as a result of this, one thing that came out of a lot of my experiences is that became, I became very avoidant to conflict. Because as I told you with Megan, right, when I tried to stand up for myself, albeit in a really, like, bad way, um, I basically got yelled at by this bus driver for 10 minutes. And then this other time, I was accused of killing my class fish. And um, that made, and when I tried to stand up for myself, people, like, yelled back at me, and that made me very, like avoidant of just any conflict in general um killing a class fish can i just ask what led up to that um in grade four we had like classroom jobs and my job and my friend's job were like the substitutes so when someone isn't there to do their class job you'll step in and whoever had the job of feeding the fish they were not there for like a week so me and my friend we had alternating days to feed the fish or like feeding times and i think on the, the day before like a long weekend it was my friend's turn to feed the fish but my friend i I think she forgot that's what i've assumed maybe i don't know when we came back the fish was dead 
My friend wasn't there that day at school, so everyone assumed it was me, and they all started yelling at me, and they were like, you killed the fish, you're a fish killer, like, this is all your fault. And I was like, no, it's not, I wasn't there. And I was like yelling back at them, they were yelling back at me. And the teacher took her time to calm everyone down after they were accusing me. Oh no. I remember having good teachers in middle school, so I don't know why your teacher just did not, like, stop this. I suspect that it wasn't, maybe it wasn't my friend, but, like, maybe it was just whoever was supposed to take care of the fish over the weekend forgot to feed it. I don't know. But, yeah. Well, don't fish have really short lifespans, so couldn't it have been a natural cause? But we only had the fish for, like, a month. I mean, that's fair, but, like... What type was it? If it was a goldfish, like, every time I get one, it dies in, like, a week. But it wasn't... We had, like, one of those, like, aquariums. Like, they spent money on this fish. So I assume that they thought it was going to last longer. That does make sense. I'm very sorry for your (laughs) classmates doing that to you. It's okay. I think that it hopefully has made me a bit more... um, It has, like, given me tougher skin or whatever. But also just made me conflict avoidant, so I guess you get both. That's good. I also remember being really conflict avoidant in middle school. And I feel like I'm still that way. Do you, is there anything that, like, affected you to become that way? Or was it kind of just something that built up over time? Um, I don't really remember anything specific that led me to that. I think it was just because I was naturally introverted. Mm. And I had all these extroverted friends, like I said before. So whenever we had fights, I would always get accused of something. And they would just, like, refuse to talk to me until I apologized for something I didn't even do. So I just, after that, I never, like, accused anyone of something because I didn't want to have these fights. That is such an unhealthy friend group. Oh my gosh. I agree. I wish I got into a new one, but... When you were in middle school, it's just one single class, right? So there's not many options. It seems like middle school was a very (laughs) defining point in your life. (laughs) It really was. I think all my memories are from middle school. I have never been to middle school. Because all the schools I've been to, they've been like mostly like kindergarten to grade 12, like those kind of schools. Oh, I I feel like... Not grade 12, sorry, grade Mm. 8. Oh, I feel like... Do you like that system better or would you prefer to have just seven to eight as middle school and then i've never been to middle school so i don't know what it's like from what you described it doesn't seem that or maybe it is i don't know what was the middle school experience for you um i quite liked my teachers except for that math and science one but eventually i ended up doing well in math so she kind of liked me afterwards but i really liked my homeroom teachers they were like super nice for both years and yeah i really did like being in a classroom with grade 7 and 8 in my grade 7 year because they also taught these other materials for the grade 8 and it was more interesting than what we were learning. So I really liked that experience. That's good. Is For middle school, is it like, is the school for just grade 7 and 8? Yeah, basically. I went to another one before that, but it was just elementary school, I guess, and that was from 4 to 6. Or oh, Maybe it was a bit, like, lower than four. Maybe grade three to six, but it was around that. Yeah, I mean, I went to... There was this one really weird school I went to where one... one, There was two schools really close to each other, and one was from kindergarten to grade three, and then one was from grade four to grade eight. And I I didn't even know that was a thing, because it was a bit of a surprise for me. But besides that, all the schools I've gone to have been kindergarten to grade 12, or grade eight. Hmm. I feel like it's a bit strange for me to go to a school where there's such a large age gap between the students. Did you have lockers in those schools? I think the grade 7 and 8s got lockers, but it was weird because on one end of the hallway you'd have literally like 4-year-olds, and on the other side you'd have 13-year-olds like doing science labs, which was really like weird to me. I agree. That does not seem like a great experience. I feel like it's much better to be surrounded by people your own age that you can make friends with. Did you have more friends in middle school because everyone is around your age? Um, well, like I said, since all the same people from grade one came on to this school, I already had a large friend group from that. Mm. And I would say that was like the main friend group because there weren't many other people there. But we were just a very close class, I you would say, because we just 
spent recesses all together, like as a class. So we had all these class activities, and it was a pretty tight knit group. Oh, that's good. In some ways, in it some was. ways. Mm-hmm. My elementary school, the one that I graduated from, it was really small. We had one grade eight class, or like one and a half. There were thirty five students graduating grade eight. So I, it's kind of similar to you where. Because there was only, like, one or, like, one and a half grade 8 classes, everyone kind of knew each other really well, and it was a small school, so everyone had known each other since they were little. Except for me and, like, two other people, because I moved later in the year, and I wasn't good at socializing, so I was a bit ostracized, but it was my own doing, because I wasn't super social. And so, I don't know, I guess I just think about that a lot. Did you end up not making any friends? I made friends, but it wasn't, like, what happened was that they all ended up moving away. So it was just me there with, like, no more friends. I'm very sorry about that. I think nobody I've seen has moved away. Actually, I was a person who moved away because I changed location. So I've just never experienced friends moving away. You're so lucky. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know how we are in a program where... There aren't a lot of people of our own our own culture yes. to us interact with. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel do you ever as do you ever feel like as a result of that there are some I guess like you know exclusions or certain feelings that come along with that? I know what you're talking about since I mean, you know like there's a clear separation between some groups in our, like, school. And I think people do, like, like tend to stay within their own culture in terms of friends groups. Mm, I've seen that before a lot, yeah. Yeah. And it happened in middle school, too. But back then, I had more people from my similar cultural, culture, so we all made friends. I can, like, see from personal experience how you tend to stay friends with those people who are more similar to you. And I feel like that's part of the reason why we were so close, too. I agree. I think that, because we weren't really friends until, like, grade 10, right? But it was nice to have someone you had a lot of stuff in common with in terms of culture. Mm-hmm. Especially because, at least for me, a lot of my friends, even though that's not, like, a huge thing, it is nice to have someone like that. I agree. I think a lot of people in the IB program have that already, but since we don't, that's that's <laughs> just led to us being really close. Yes. I remember in, like, grade 9, I was talking to someone, and I was telling them, like, oh, um, I have, like, um, just thought, like, about my friends and stuff. And they were like, oh, you're going to learn this when you're older. But it's the people that you have, a lot of the time, the people that you have more common with in terms of culture, those are the ones that you stay friends with long term. And I don't think that applies to every single person or every single thing, but I think it is a factor, even if it's not, like, a super big factor, right? I definitely agree. I think that's part of the reason that I've managed to stay friends with some of, some of my middle school friends. It's because we're all from similar culture cultures, and I guess that just makes it easier to connect and talk to. Same with me for a lot of family friends. Like I think that if we weren't the same culture, we wouldn't be as close, and we probably wouldn't be family friends in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think there's just there's just something about knowing there's somebody who has the similar experiences to you. Mm-hmm. And language as well, that plays a factor. So just being able to speak the common language with somebody else and also um, like having a similar home country, that does play a factor into who you make friends with. For sure. But it's not defining, right? Like you can be really good friends with people who are not of the same culture. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely agree with that. We're getting a bit off topic. We are. <laughs> <laughs> So getting back to talking about our childhood experiences, you and me, we both have siblings. So do you think that has had a factor in shaping who you are? Yes, I think so. My sister is four years younger than me. So we're not like super close in age, but we're also not super far apart. So I think that, you know, having a younger sister definitely shapes who you are in terms of taking care of people and having that kind of um, like, instinct to take care of children and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Your sisters are a bit, a, a lot younger than you, right? Yeah, um, I have one that's eight years younger, and then one that's nine years younger. 
So it is, like, these are pretty big age gaps. And since they are so close in age, I feel like they're just more obviously close to each other than to me. Mm. I feel like sometimes they just don't like me because of that. Oh, I'm sure that's not true. Yeah, I mean, as they get older, I think we can definitely form more bonds. But I do feel a bit regretful about having to leave them for university. Do you feel the same when you go off to university? Yeah, and me and my sister were kind of like the only the only kids in on like my dad's side of the family, which is here. So we didn't really have anyone else in terms of like cousins and stuff. It's like in terms of age, it's just kind of me and her. Mm-hmm. Do you plan on like when you're going to university? Do you plan on like moving away from your house or kind of like staying there and commuting? Um, I do plan on moving away. So I'm almost sure I won't stay in the house in my household so that's why I do feel kind of sad because I won't get to really talk or connect to my sisters any longer same this is kind of petty of me and it's not like a super big factor but I really don't want to give my room away when I go to university (laughs) really I kind of I want to give my room away you do yeah I feel like my sisters need some time apart they they're in the same room right now (laughs) And I think that's led to a lot of conflict, so I would just be more than happy. I just don't want to give away my things, though. Like, all my personal items. I... So once you move away, and one of your sisters takes your room, and you come back to visit, whose room are you sleeping in? Um, I guess I... I mean, I don't know if they're staying in the same house, because they've talked about, like, changing locations after I leave. Oh! Yeah, so I'm not even sure they're staying anymore. Hopefully they get, like, a house with another guest room that I'll just stay in, I suppose. I saw this TikTok the other day, and it was like, oh, I wanted to move away from college to college for independence, and then my parents told me that they're moving right next to my college campus, and I was like, I <laughs> I can't imagine that actually happening, right? That's insane. I can, I've, I've seen that exact video, and my mom was talking about that to me, not about the video, but she actually wanted to, like, move away with me to, like, university if I went. She was like, oh, if you're moving away, then we'll just take this as an opportunity to just move with you. (laughs) So, even if I, like, go across the country or overseas, they'll be, like, right there. (laughs) That's really funny. I don't know if they're planning on following through with that, but it is a thought that's being passed around. Do you want to live away from your family, like, for independence? I do feel like it's important, but then... I'm also scared of feeling really isolated, especially in u- university, where you won't get as many chances to, like, be in the same classes with all the same people. Mm. It's kind of awkward to introduce yourself to new people, if you know what I mean. I'm also scared of talking to people in university, because classes are really big, too, right? It's not, like, a small one where you do everything together. It's a lot larger and a lot more broad, right? Mm-hmm. So it's harder to build those connections with people. Exactly. And I think just... The only way to really make friends is if you're going to the same university as somebody else or you join some clubs. Yeah. I've seen so many videos of, like, people in university who are like, oh, I really wanted to make friends, but, like, I'm not able to. And that scares me so much. I know. But just knowing that a lot of people feel that same way, that they also want to make friends and they don't have anyone, I think that makes me feel a little better. I agree. Maybe we can just reinvent ourselves and become even more social in university and force ourselves to become friends with people. Yes, I agree. I definitely want to try to be more, like, outgoing. Mm. Would you say you're more outgoing now or in middle school? I was definitely more outgoing in middle school. I was a bold little child. (laughs) I, I was not afraid that much. I was introverted, but I was kind of not afraid to talk to anyone. That's good. Yeah, were you? Um, I was very shy. I think I, like, I keep repeating this, but I just was very shy, and I didn't know how to talk to people. So, no. But I I became a lot more social in high school because of that, I think. Why did you become less social after middle school? Was it, like, something that happened, or was it just, you know, growing Mm -hmm. up? I feel like since I did move to a school where some people already knew each other, like, this high school, um... I didn't feel that comfortable talking to new people because I was always used to having the same friend group. 
throughout like multiple years and everybody else they all moved on to the same high school but I was the only one that went on to this different school and it was kind of hard because the people I made friends with they were also introverted like me so that didn't really give me a chance to explore my options mm. how about you um kind of what I mentioned earlier because all my friends it wasn't necessarily because they weren't in the IB program that we didn't have a lot in common I think we just didn't have a lot of common a lot of things in common in general but we became friends more out of convenience because we were in the same class so I drifted apart from a lot of people not all of them because there were some people that I really did have a good friendship with but with some people because I really had nothing in common with them as much as I like wish them the best and all we just had nothing to talk about I really do see what you mean and like that once again that kind of explains why we were such great friends we had so many things in common to talk about yes all these um like books we liked the shows it's just those small things that matter for sure this was really fun to do i think we learned a lot about each other and got to reflect a lot on ourselves and how we have evolved over time mm-hmm. i think it's especially interesting to think that looking back at all our experiences now everything was just really dramatic in the moment <laughs> for sure and then you look back now and you're like wow that was not that big of a deal mm-hmm. i feel like that's a common theme for all my experiences what made me feel better is that we have a lot of shared experiences or feelings so i feel a bit less i guess like like embarrassed or like less lonely about certain certain stuff that i have gone through if that makes sense yeah i definitely agree with you on that because we're kind of like very similar people in terms of character so we did go through a lot of the same experiences mm-hmm. as well well i think that that wraps up pretty much everything we wanted to go over today. Yeah, I hope this was a really um, good introduction to our podcast and who we are as people. And hopefully um, you get to learn a bit more about us and who we are. Yes, so we are planning on making more episodes to come. So make sure to listen to those as well. Thank, Thank you, you for listening. listening.